Craft Beer Radio episode 214, March 30th. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio. Oh, I'm sorry, I messed that up. It's May 30th, not March. March, May. By the time we get the show up, people won't know anything. Anyway. Maybe not. Anyway, you were saying? It's uh, Craft Beer Radio, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Tonight we're doing some beers that, well, most of the ones Greg purchased over in Ohio. Yes. Got some seasons and some stouts. This is an exciting time, driving up to Ohio and going to basically spend a lot Ohio. Because that, that that's what I call vintage estates. Because uh, you go there and you're like, okay. <laughs> you go in with good intentions of only buying a six-pack. That's not what I went. No, I, I went with intentions of buying beer. But I did not go in with intentions of buying beer I was going to drink. I bought intentions of, I mean, beer I was going to drink right away. But I went with intentions of buying beer for the show. And uh, I found more than I could handle. Let's put it that way. So the first beer is one of those beers you go to Ohio for. A beer that does not distribute to Pennsylvania. No, it does not. This is uh, Rabbit Rabbit. We've had it before on the show. It's uh, Three Floyd Saison. Uh, 7.4% alcohol by volume. 25 IBUs. It is augmented with spices, and uh, it is one of their March releases. So, yeah. I've uh, we've had it for, from, from a listener who gave it to us. and uh, It's been a while. It's yeah. been a bunch of years. I barely remember what it tastes like. I looked for Alpha King, believe me. <laughs> yeah, so Rabbit Rabbit. It has a very Eastery theme on it. You got a little Easter basket. You got a big green rabbit beating up some kind of troll for his Easter basket. No, I guess no, I'm not a troll, but some guy with a jester's hat and a big green. Usually has these very colorful labels. They have very tie-dye-ish labels, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and so, yeah. It's not normal. It says on the side. Yeah, it's the brewery slogan. Spice Belgian style ale, chamomile rock candy. Are added to the brew kettle. Alright. And now that you say chamomile, you, I can smell this peppery something going on. It's it's not quite chamomile like I would think chamomile tea, but it, I'm getting this more white pepper spi- spicy type aroma on it it's kind of it's it, it's kind of white ale-ish looking a little bit with 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 uh, a deep sort of orange hue in addition to it the weird thing is it's it's sort of heavier it seems up top than it is down below but that could just be the, the way these glasses yeah, the glass are on these uh, the these sam adams uh uh what should we call it the uh, boston lager special glasses very spicy, very peppery. It's a um, white pepper, maybe uh, grains of paradise type aroma to it. It's not, it's not black pepper type aroma. It's not really what I think of chamomile normally, though. Hmm. I mean, it's certainly yummy. No, I can taste the chamomile, and you can tell that it's a very dry kind of chalky feel to it you know typically something you get from when it has candy sugar added to it because it ferments up very clean and mm-hmm. very dry but it, it that pepperiness is still there too i mean that could be from the yeast you know some yeast will give up pepper but it is so potent yeah that it almost seems like there's grains of paradise in here or something like that i mean in in the same way that it, it, it kind of looked a little white ale it, it's coming across a little white ale to me and not quite a saison. I'm not getting as much as a, a really a farmhouse feel from this as mm-hmm. I may have expected like from some of the other, you know, fantastic saisons we've had in the past. It I don't know what what the grain bill on this is. I wouldn't be surprised if there's wheat in there. And it it kind of has well, it's more flowery than a white ale, but it kind of has a um I don't know, it it, it kind of has a feel, a spiciness to mm-hmm. it. That's more white ale than it is Cezanne. I'm going to give it a, a few more sips. I mean, because it, it's a pretty rambunctious beer, so I want to get my palate tuned into it. Make sure, because some of the things might start, you know, coming into harmony, you know, as I have a few more sips. And these beers have only been refrigerated for a few hours, so they're not 
you know, super cold. We don't really have to spend time getting these down to yeah. temperature. Yeah, they're a pretty good temperature. I put these right in the fridge half an hour or so, so before Greg got here. Which was about an hour and a half ago. So they've been in the fridge for two hours. They haven't been, like, surrounded mm-hmm. by ice or anything. And these are big bottles. These are all bombers. Yep. Actually, this uh, Jolly Pumpkin one might be large as a wine bottle. It's a little larger. It's, um... One pint, let's see, 1.9.4 fluid ounces, so that is like a 27... See, this is 1.6 fluid ounces, Yeah. so it's slightly bigger. Yeah, I guess it's like a 750 milliliter, probably. It just It's more shaped like a bomber bottle mm-hmm. than your typical 750. It has a higher shoulder to it, though. Yeah, this one says 750. It's also Jolly Pumpkin, so... Okay. I mean, it's made by Jolly Pumpkin. Same there bottle. You go. Same that? bottle, yeah. It's weird how the label looks different. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Back to the rabbit. Wait a rabbit. Nope. Nope. Sorry. From afar, it looked slightly different. All these different kinds of 22-ounce bottles. <laughs> the Rabbit Rabbit's a high-shoulder 22-ounce, where the Carl Strauss is a low-shoulder. 22 ounce. More of a beveled shoulder. Yeah. Anyway, on to the beer. Back to it. Whatever. I'm trying to come with more more things to say about it, but it it, 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 it keeps coming. I, I keep seeing sort of citrusy notes. I'm mm-hmm. tasting a little bit of like a lemon note there mm-hmm. and and uh, definitely some spiciness. I'm getting, I'm still getting spiciness. It, yeah. It keeps saying to me, white ale, white ale, strong white ale. You know, it, it, it it's not coming across Saison to me. It's a, it's coming across as, as a different mm-hmm. and tasty white ale with more flowery than citrusy right. flavors. Yeah. I mean, I, I was hoping that it would harmonize and open up new flavors for me to talk about. But I'm getting much of the same. And it's enjoyable. I'm getting the chamomile, big flavor of the chamomile. That big, spicy flavor, which presumably is from the yeast, but it's so potent. It feels like there's some kind of pepper in there. And uh, like you said, a little bit of lemon. Uh, the malt isn't really pronounced one way or the other. It doesn't really taste too wheaty or... Um, or barley. It's just a good balance in between there. Pretty dry finish from the candy sugar. Um, and I think you really need that dry to kind of scrub your palate at the end of each sip because there's so much floral uh, in there that that could really get, you know, overwhelming if it didn't scrub clean after every sip. Uh, and for the interest of figuring out things. I went to the BGCP guide for Saison. Uh, and looking particularly at the flavor, a combination of fruity and spicy flavor supported by a soft moth character, low to moderate alcohol present and tart sourness. Uh, extremely high attenuation gives a characteristic dry finish. These these all fit. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so the fruitiness is, is frequently citrusy, orange or lemon-like. This mm-hmm. fits, you know. Th- so this is not like going radically off style. No, I mean the, the big chamomile flavor and the spicy flavor is a little bit unusual. You know, you don't find that in a traditional saison. But you're right, you're right. I mean, it's not really not a saison. It's just it's kind of a curveball with all those spices in there. It, it it's not what I think we're used to from tasting saisons. I, I think saison. Um, the American, uh, the American interpretations of saisons that, I've, that, that we've tasted have been more on the light side and sort of catering to a more, uh, you know, sort of a, a lighter style of beer. I think in 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 kind of a response to super high hot beers and, and super big flavorful beers, mm-hmm. they're trying to give something that's uh, um, refreshing and and light while still being flavorful. Whereas this is is going in kind of an opposite direction. It's sort of you know. 
pushing as much flavor as they can into it. But yeah, still remaining on style, still working mm-hmm. within the guidelines. There's a couple breweries that are available over, you know, just across the border in Ohio. There's the brewery, Three Floyds. You were there recently. You probably saw a few others. Um, Jolly Pumpkin. Well, you can get Jolly Pumpkin here, but... You can? I have not been able to find it. Really? Maybe they pulled out. Um, you don't normally get beers like um, this one. This next season we're going to be drinking, right? These These rare ones that have, you know... A special batch number on the side. The jelly pumpkins that you see here um, are more so the the bam beers and the yeah the roja. I, I see fairly common. Maybe I have seen that. Yeah, but seen you you at least brought yeah. them in. So maybe I have seen like the roja or something, but I haven't seen like a, a whole bunch of them. Where I Lock saw town, you, you know, typically has a bunch of jelly I, pumpkins. I saw a bunch that like like lots of them I was I felt like I wanted to get every single one of them and that was impossible and I kind of wished I saw every single one of uh, three Floyds I would love to get like an Alpha King uh-huh. and a Gumble Head and uh, you know whatever we should uh, it's a long drive but we should go to the go out that way go for to the Dark pub. Lord Day go to the pubs not for Dark well maybe for <laughs> Dark Lord Day but just go to the pub See, that would be a fun I think if we could if we could manage that if we could do sort of a remote and talk to people on the line during Dark Lord Day. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of fun. That'd be cool. I mean, I went to the pub on a quiet weekday, you know, right when the pub opened, but they had like 15 beers on tap, right? Like, and some, you know, not not just the ones you can get bottles, but they had, I don't know if they called it a triple IPA, but they had like Arctic Panzerwolf and things like that. You know, <laughs> these all kinds of brew pub only beers. It was a, it was a heck of a... Um, I mean, you know, just going to the brew pub, sitting down and being greeted to like, you know, a pretty knockout beer selection, you know, is one of the better of those experiences I've had where it's been like, oh, yeah, there's more here than I can hope to get through. And I want <laughs> to try every one, you know. I want to talk about a uh, brewing company. Um, did I talk about Duclaw yet? I don't think so. Not on, on, show, on no. the way back from uh, from from one of my uh, excursions out to Delaware. Uh, we stopped in, um, in Baltimore, uh, and there's a brewery, a Duclaw Brew, which I hadn't heard of, and you said you hadn't heard of either. And I wasn't expecting much. Um, they had a satellite in in the, uh, in the airport, and I think that we've had bad experience with satellites in airports, so I wasn't expecting well, much. Well, I mean... We, and the uh, only satellites, you know, you got Sam Adams here in Pittsburgh, and we had the new Belgium one. Yeah, the new Belgium one didn't. I mean, it, it, it shocked me because the new Belgium it really wasn't that good. The stuff that was there was it well. There's also the Boulder and, one in, in Denver. Also, remember the Boulder one we stopped at? Yeah, I, I don't. It, it, it nothing stuck out at me. But what struck me was how good all these beers were. They had a, a, a double IPA, which was excellent. They had um, uh, their brown ale had a toffee kick to it. It was really good. Uh, and this, my father didn't know what to pick, so he had the sampler, and I tried it. They they were all really good. The mm-hmm. wit beer was was really well done. Um, all the styles. I mean, the Blondale was kind of eh, but it's a Blondale, you know. Mm-hmm. Everything else, every, everything else was was just on point and really well done. So, so they had a double IPA at the airport. They had a double IPA at the airport. You see, you don't see that at the Boulder at the Boulder Bar or at New Belgium. You know, you, they kind of. They might have, like, New Belgium, they have Mothership Wit and a few others, you know. And at Boulder, they had, they might have had Mojo. But, you know, it's not like they had Mojo Rising on or anything, yeah. you know. Like, their specialty beers at the airport. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, the double IP was their special, but, I mean, it mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Uh, and it was good. It had uh, it had a bit of a man candy-ish flavor to it. It had that sort of um, <laughs> hoppy, sweet kind of thing going on. It was good. It was very good. That's cool. So Duclaw, I, th- I think they're really local to Baltimore. Uh, apparently, they don't distribute very much, but yeah, check them out. Duclaw Brewing. That's cool. Yeah, I think I've heard of them, but I've never had the opportunity to try any of their beers. 
pleasantly surprised. Our next beer I can't find much information on because it's not on their website and I'm not sure exactly whether it's brewed by Jolly Pumpkin or by somebody else at Jolly Pumpkin's brewery. The The information on the label is, is kind of confusing. What well, says here? Brewed and bottled by Jolly Pumpkin or Ales. Right, but it has, on the back, it has a but, but but on the front, it, 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 it sort of gives it a different name. Baldier Beer. So I I don't know. Um, okay. I just thought that was part of the, the brand. Like how the other Jolly Pumpkin... B-A-U-D-L-D-E-L-A-I-R-E. And this is their I.O. Saison. It is uh, brewed with rose hips, rose petals, and hibiscus. Well, at least the last beer was spiced to get us uh, mm-hmm. up for this one, because this one... It's a gusher! It's a foamer. It's a gusher. Got a lot of saisons when I was there. One, we had one. We had only one of the beers that I brought when we brought them back. It was uh, still still water brewing. Had a sage saison. Oh, you mean we went to the um, uh, vintage states? Yeah, we yeah. drank it one night when we weren't recording. And it was uh, it was interesting. I think the sage was a little overpowering, and by the end, I think it, it sort of I tasted the sage all throughout my esophagus. <laughs> it's very just <laughs> sage is strong. Uh-huh. But, you know, it, it it had good flavor to it, and I kind of liked it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think back. It was, it's been a while, but it, it was enjoyable. That was the night of your, the night before your big uh, garage sale. Oh, that's right, yeah. But you, you sold some baby clothes. Yeah, yeah. We didn't make too much money this year. We, we had a better turnout last year at the garage sale. More profitable venture. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's... And this is definitely post-show conversation, but, I mean, Heather already had sold most of the valuable stuff online, right? So this was kind of just cleanup, so we shouldn't have expected it to be as valuable. But we can talk about selling crap on the internet later. Hmm, it's very... You guys can listen to the crap we give away for free right now. It's so... <laughs> You're calling people's expectations <laughs> too quickly. It's uh, darker... Uh, the the three Floyds. It's more of a uh, iced, a light iced tea kind of color. It's got a huge head, but you didn't kind of expect it from a gusher. They always the head kind of gets big and and soft. Uh, so it's kind of has sort of an island head that just won't stop floating in there and won't go away. Yeah, and with this Sam Adams glass, the beer is trapped down underneath. It's like, how do I get the beer to my yeah. mouth? You could do the old um, screw tops trick. <laughs> <laughs> a little nose oil. Right. Look at it. It's still going. Oh, this, we've got a volcano here. We took almost, you know, at least a pint out of the bottle. And it is still... It's foaming and it's coming up like a snake. Like one of those snakes at 4th of July. It's just foaming out of there. Except it's white, not black. But it's the same concept. It just keeps going and going and going. Jeff is taking a picture now with his iPhone. Now, it's too bad he can't just say, Siri, take a picture. But Siri's not that good. Despite what uh, Zoe Deschanel would would like you to believe. I love, you know, in those commercials, like, half the things she says to Siri is not when, is like when she's not, Siri's not listening, right? Right. <laughs> and, and also, like, she's by a window and she asks Siri if it's raining. <laughs> I'm surprised Siri doesn't just yell at her. And say, look out the damn window. You're right next to it. <laughs> it's it, it, the gusher's getting more prominent. Look at that; it's going faster now. Yeah, it's just uh, you should you should have not recorded a. a uh, should do a little video. You should do a video. You should do a video of the gusher. Wow, this is uh, this good is audio here. A new craft beer, a craft beer video exclusive. Watch it gush. I'm pulling it out. I'm just pulling, pulling it out. All right, that uh, this is horrible radio. So let's stop <laughs> screwing around. I think we can probably taste this beer now. 
No, the, the interesting thing is... It has um, an interesting reddish color to it. Yeah. It smells uh, gardeny, right? It smells kind of green. It smells very... Um, stemmy. Yes. Think of like nettle stems or something along those lines. Uh, Maybe a little dandelion bit. Dandelion stems. You know, I have... Well, I have less now that I pulled all that crap out of my front yard, but I have, you know, had a bunch of hibiscus shrubs all over the place, right? So, you you know, that, that pollen smell. That, that well, it kind does of, have hibiscus in it. Yeah, so. I know. So, it, it's kind of reminiscent. I would have never nailed a certain flowery smell as hibiscus, except when I moved into this house, the previous owners loved Rose of Sharon. I've probably pulled out eight or nine trees of of rose of sharon um uh, and there's only three left now so okay it is jolly pumpkin because in the label says uh blah 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 gave jolly pumpkin an idea we'd create a limited series of beers so it is a jolly pumpkin beer it's just a limited series the flavor is interesting on this one it's um i was expecting like the last beer was big and spicy and kind of sweet and you know very full in the mouth i was expecting more overwhelming beer with this one but no this is this is i am saying this is a welcome surprise that it's kind of dry and subtle and it's a and, and to me it's 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 more Reminiscent of what I expected out of the American South is, you know, it, it's a it, it's a little subdued. There's still some you know big flavors in there. There's still some strong stuff going on, but it's not um, it's not as boisterous okay. a beer, right? It so so when I read you know the ingredients, the rose petals, the rose hips, I was worried this was going to be another savor flowers, right? With that huge flower fruity flavor. Well, I mean, don't say worried because savor flowers was good. It was good. It wasn't. For what it was, I guess. It wasn't as good as this. This this is subdued, complex. It, it it's grabbing me. It it's that it's that 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 let me taste some more and put some more words behind it, but it, it's pulling me in, it's giving me a big hug and it's saying Alright. I'm I'm gonna totally disagree with you here and maybe surprise you, but initial feelings are Saber Flowers was better, in my opinion. Still need sometimes a gestate on this one. Mm-hmm. But I, I actually I, I I like Saver Flowers. I, I liked what it was presenting. I liked what it was trying to do. Uh, I thought it was uh, it, it was really you know interesting kind of almost a sort of hodgepodge of styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it it worked, and I liked the sort of upfront kind of we're just pushing rows on you big time, and you're gonna like it. Uh, and I did. And this is uh, I'm still kind of adjusting to it. I'm still. Feeling out. Maybe the three Floyds heard it a bit because it was so assertive, and this is not at nearly as assertive. I, I, like I said, I like how it's. Not, I'm, I poured some more into my glass, and now I got another glass full of foam. But I, in, I'm enjoying how. Let me go back to. It, it's dry. It, it has that character saison thing where it's a little bit chalky. It's a little bit earthy. It's not. It doesn't taste like it's funky or breaded or anything. But it's it's as close as you can get with you know Saccharomyces cerevisiae, you know regular beer yeast, you know without being some kind of infection of 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 Brettanomyces or with you know some kind of bacteria. I mean, one thing we know about Jolly Pumpkin is they're known for making sour beers. I mean, sour beers, but also farmhouse. Not beers. all not all their beers are sour, but, but also farmhouse beers. They're right, a farmhouse yeah. brewery, so they use these yeasts, these saison yeasts. Yeah. You know, Bam beers, they're Saison. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had Bam beers, so I can't really compare, you know, do direct comparisons to this one. But um, they're used to doing those those more earthy, earthy, and then jumping the fence over into, you know, leathery, farmyard, funky, sour, you know. Now, my those. favorite beer, I've gone on record saying this, my favorite beer I've ever had was a Jolly Pumpkin beer. Yeah, so this is a batch uh, 1018 bottled on February 10th, 2012. What was your favorite beer? Because I've my said my favorite, favorite beer. All, I have said what my favorite beer is a couple times. It, it's mm-hmm. it's Jolly Pumpkin's uh, Grand Cru um, Beer de Mars. 
it, it, it's hard to say. I mean, I'm trying to, you know, think of, there's certain ones that stick out. You know, I could give you a list of beers. That, you know, we could go over the wow beer list. I think right now I'd have to, you know, work on recompiling it. But I really don't have a, you know, that show they have on Food Network, the best thing I ever ate, right? Uh, you know, I don't have anything at the ready to say. Oh, See, man, I, even that's even tasted. even that's kind of a, a cop up because then they do it like in subjects, so like it's the right. best carrot cake I've ever ate. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, and no, I'm saying the, the the beer where you said this is the best beer I've ever had, and you know when I had and and you can go back and listen to it. The, the audio is terrible, but I remember saying, or at least thinking, I don't know whether I totally said it on the podcast, but I know I thought it. That this was the best beer I've ever had. This was better than all the beers I've ever had, and and I've had. I, I remember that beer fairly well, and it was an amazing beer. It was. It was I'm not saying yours has to be the same as mine. In yeah. fact, I want it to be different. Yeah, I, I, I it's hard to say. I mean, I, there's a bunch. We've we've been lucky to have a bunch of amazing beers. Now we're starting to get a little reminiscent, and I don't want to pull a beer report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it. I said it. Oh. So, so let's move on. Come on, guys, bring it up. <laughs> it's Groucho and Chud, right? Yeah, yeah. Bring them up, Groucho and Chud. Come was, up with the insults. Let's go. Couple, let's go. I was listening. To, I just recently heard the episode where they uh, were, were uh, you know, busting because I made the comment a while ago about how they get reminiscent and reflecting like every other show. And then they they busted my ball saying that I don't care about my listeners or something like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> and I just heard I just happened to catch that one semi you know kind of recently. So <laughs> no, it's just that we don't care about you too. <laughs> we like because it's fun. We th- we we think they're good guys. Yeah, I like. They're they're one of the podcasts I'm. You know, when I do listen to beer podcasts, I try to tune into the beer report. I back to this um, beer. I wish I could pronounce the the Brau de Lair. <laughs> you like mispronouncing beers? You do that thing with the uh, ba- with the what was it? I wanted to get the beer again because because I saw it again. It was the um, the Ovila, but you call it Ovelia. Just you just. Add, start adding in vowels to it for some reason. <laughs> okay. I get that from my mom, I'm sure. So how do you pronounce this? Looks like uh, Baudelaire. Baudelaire. Okay. So I put an R in there. Yeah. Okay. Baudelaire. I dig this. It, it is, it's an understated beer. For when you read the ingredient list, you expect to get punched in the face mm-hmm. with flowers. Hibiscus, rose hips, rose petals. Um, but it is subtle, and I'm digging it. And and now that I'm tuning down from the three Floyds and getting back into the expected saison stuff, I'm digging it too. One thing I'm noticing compared to the three Floyds is the carbonation is significantly lower, and that could have something to do with you know it being a gusher and that. Yeah, it is a gusher. And now that I'm getting tuned in, I think I taste a little bit of Flandersy type funk to yes, it. Yes, there's yes. May or may probably not intended. I, I, it's hard to say. It's a jolly pumpkin. I don't know. I mean, but it's a saison. The beer gushed. You wouldn't expect that to be intentional. Let me look at because the only thing I have is beer advocate. Let me see if they have stuff about, about gushing here. Uh, yeah, I'll try to continue on because that's going to take a while for you to research. So I, the beer might not be perfect. It might have a little side infection there. Um, I didn't notice that that Flandersy La Roja tiny little bit of bite to it until you know much you know after having well over half glass. Uh, so it might be there. It's hard to say. I don't want to really draw a verdict on whether it's spoiled or not. But if it is spoiled, it's spoiled in kind of a good way. I, I don't like Beer Advocate <laughs> very much. The the reviews kind of weird me out. The head on this beer is worth the purchase alone. What? <laughs> they get paid by the syllable. Now let let me make let me make this clear. This was a fifteen dollar beer in Ohio, <laughs> so this is fifteen dollars plus the gas it took me to drive up to Ohio and back. The head on this beer. Is not worth, <laughs> you know, whatever the nineteen twenty dollars that all adds what up. What does that mean? What does a what does a fifteen dollar head look like? I mean, it says pours the cloudy ruby with an 
absolutely huge white head that is rocky, self-standing, and lingers and laces. The head on the spear is worth the purchase alone. That <laughs> makes no sense to me. He has a fetish with foam. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that, that is somebody just, you know, vomiting words onto a page, and, and they somehow structure themselves into a sentence. <laughs> Who is it? What's the guy's name? Ten Horns Proud. I'm calling you out, Ten Horns Proud. <laughs> he gave it a 4.05 out of 5. What would you give this beer out of 5? If you had a decimal system, <laughs> so you could go into crazy decimals. Right, so basically it's out of 50, right? <laughs> right. Or no, no fi- it's out, out of 500. 500. <laughs> 4.05. Out of 500... I would probably give this beer um, a three seventy five, <laughs> three seventy seven. I'd give it a four thousand. <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> I dig it. Um, like what I like most about it is it's so it is super drinkable because it is for. It's the most drinkable beer I've ever had with hibiscus, rose hips, and rose petals. Because Probably the only beer. All the flower, with well, I mean, we've had other flower beer, flower beers. We've had one from um, Southampton Brewing mm-hmm. Company, the Le Fleur. We've had Saber Flowers. We've had a few other flower beers, and they're all this potpourri. Yeah, in a glass. yeah. The, the, the rose here does not take a starring role. The rose is at best tertiary. It's a nuance. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it's it's um, the third player to to what really is, you know, sort of a um, a general kind of uh, earthiness and, and and a sourness. I can dig it, and I like it. So let's try another Jolly Pumpkin while we're in Dexter, Michigan, and let's see how many syllables and letters I can add to this one. <laughs> Mad Ruggeda Obscura. Dark Dawn Stout. Now, I'm going to say it's Madrugada Obscura. But that's, Madrugada. That's uh, better, yeah. Yeah, I think it just sounds better. And they so, got a DeVita, baby. So they say on their... Web, wow, their website is weird. <laughs> well, yeah, give me that coffee cup. And I'll show you why their website is weird. Because... The the first and last sentences of this have spaces in between them, and then the, the second two don't, and I'm not sure why. Uh, it's a Belgian-inspired stout, um, Asian oak barrels, bottle condition, 8.1% alcohol volumes. Why do you think the second and third sentences here, or sentences here, lines here, don't have spaces in there? Some the weird f- formatting thing that their web guy didn't pay attention. Web, probably marketing company didn't pay attention to. A bad, then at the a bottom, bad XML at the bottom too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's probably a bad X, XSLT is what's going on. This is a bad transformation. Uh, goes through a secondary fermentation with wild yeast and oak. What? This is going to be silly. <laughs> Belgian stout and oak all, barrels and They say all, all, all Jolly Pumpkin creations go through a secondary fermentation with wild yeast in oak. All. No, not all. That's what it says. Read it. You can't see. You can't read it very well because there are no spaces in there. But you can. Run, Jeffrey, join the public professor. of great creations through the secondary fermentation while you snow. That's what it says. That's why they're all kind of sour, I guess. <laughs> they can't. I am. It boggles my mind that they could gauge every one of their beers. And and use wild yeast. Now, maybe they're taking liberties with wild. Maybe they don't mean wild from Dexter, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Maybe they mean a kind of wild yeast, a, a from wild White strain Labs. that they sequestered. And yeah, yeah. That smells like oak. 
it's it's black with the black. No, it has tan highlights, dark tan. But there there are some there there are highlights. Liar. I see him. Liar. What do you call that? What do you call that? Oh, I guess it is as thick as a milk stout almost. Yeah. Head's not very big on it. Head go, head went away quickly. Uh, typically with like an oak gauge beer, you know, and see a huge head retention. ABV on this one? Did you say that? Yeah, eight point one percent. So it's really not. Sometimes you know, high alcohol beers don't have a head retention, but eight point one should still be able to handle something. Uh, aroma on it is is big oak. It's it's let's see. It's it's kind of whiskey-ish, a little bourbon, but a lot of vanilla, a little bit of cinnamon. You know what I smelled here? And don't think me absurd, initially. Bit, a little bit of a little Roja in there. There's a little funk. The very first thing I smelled, and I'm not smelling it anymore. Now it smells more like cinnamon toast to me. Well, the very first thing I smelled... <laughs> it was fried chicken. And I don't know why. I didn't get fried chicken. First thing I smelled barrel. But now I'm smelling this this Flanders. If not Flanders. Yeah. Yeah. It's um Yeah, we haven't touched we haven't tasted it yet. Just now this this lactic uh sourness, kind right? Of, yeah, kinda of like uh chocolate milk slash Flanders, like yeah. you got that lactic thing, you got the cocoa thing, you got the little funky acetic thing going on. This isn't quite a a okay. Let me put it this way: it's it's not a air freshener beer in the sense that this is not a smell that I'm going to want to you know just smell smell as well. But it is a smell that that has to be salivating because it, it makes me think this is going to taste great. Well, that funk, that funk, just that, that, that acetic thing, just makes you salivate because you think it's going to taste like Roja or Lafoli or you know a Rodenbach. Now the flavor is is a lot of the same. It does taste kind of like a milk stout, and then there's this. So like take take a good milk stout and compare it with a Flanders red. That flavor is hilarious. <laughs> oh, is there you get a peppery thing like a like a like a hot pepper type thing in the back? Like I'm getting a little burn on my tongue now, like a spiciness. Let me have another taste. So it's kind of like a Chipotle stout with funk, <laughs> a Chipotle milk stout with funk. What the hell is this? You run a stout through a Flanders. <laughs> Make no mistake, this is a sour beer. This this beer is not your typical stout. Or your typical Belgian stout. Or your typical Belgian. It has kind of a cocoa nibby kind of take on the sourness. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I think it's fantastic. I'm just... I am... I am over the moon with how ridiculous it is. <laughs> it's it's kind of crazy. It's flavors you would not expect to work. No, but they they kind of do. <laughs> they kind of work pretty well. <laughs> it, it, but I mean, honestly, I mean, there's part of me that's thinking, "What the hell am I drinking?" <laughs> <laughs> 214 shows never had a stout like this at least at least not one that was intentional right I could, right yeah 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 one of my homebrews i think kind of got kind of got a little funky i had a, I had a, I had a spoiled stout but it was a lot more um band-aidy than this thing Mm. Wow, so you got this big cocoa up front, and then this um, sour, uh, not quite cherry, but more kind of... Mm. What is that? It, it, it's, it's, it's kind a little, of a cranberry, it's a little bit right? Cherry. It's, a little bit, it's a little bit cherry, but it's also a little bit like mandarin orange. Yeah. 
Maybe not cranberry. I mean, I, I'm thinking cranberry, cranberry sauce, kind of a little bit of that, like a really sharp. If you have a pretty sauce. sweet, I mean, well, like I'm not thinking like straight cranberries, but I feel like it's, a, it, it's not the gel that you get yeah. out of a can. You know, no, it's like you, know, like you cut real up. cranberry sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be in there, but there's like cranberry sauce with still a fair amount of sugar added to it. You know, yeah. cranberries. But I'm thinking it's kind of like take some uh, mandarin oranges, excuse me, and uh, some cherry sugar knobs. So the more I drink it, the, it's starting to pull away from the Flanders a little bit and starting to get a little more, how do I put it, uh, let's take another sip here. A little pith is starting to build up, I think. A little pithy. Yeah, it's getting, um, I'm trying to think what beer is it similar to. Yeah, yeah, a little. So it's another wild um, Belgian style. I'm trying to, with all that stout. It's hard to figure out what it's what it's like, but it's it's reminiscent of. Oh, it's been so long, but I I mean we haven't had sanctification. Take from Russian from River, Russian River. We haven't had that in like four years, three years. You know, probably four years. But it's kind of, kind of like that. Like you said, rindy. It's kind of like that that brie rind. That that that. Funk. I was thinking more orange rind. But... Oh, okay. Well, I'm getting a little bit like something a little cheap. Like they kind of like the rind from brie in there. A little bit of okay. The the the. the, the I know brie's kind of soft and not and, and doesn't really. I mean, maybe a camembert is more okay. of a stronger rind. But kind of how like it. You ever eat that? Or, or it's not not quite as peppery, but maybe the, uh, um, the uh, what's what's that cheese we love? Um, Humble fog. Humble fog. Maybe Humble fog kind of rindy. Yeah, a little. What is it? I guess there's like a little acid, acid in there or something that gives a little bit sting on your tongue. Mm -hmm. You get a little bit of that now. It's kind of like jellyfish (laughs) getting stung by a Portuguese man of war. On the tongue. <laughs> so what, you got to pee in my mouth now? <laughs> <laughs> That's a different show, Greg. <laughs> yeah, that that's the post-post show. <laughs> Water sports with Jeff and Greg. <laughs> this is this is fascinating. And this is the, how do you say it, the mag- Madrugada. Yeah. Obscura. Dark Dawn Stout. <laughs> they say in here, this is, how, this is their glassware recommendation. So, Belgian tulip glass, brandy snifter, oversized wine glass, no pint glasses. I could see that. I mean, this is a beer where, I mean, it, it, yeah, really, I mean, it, it's really a swirl and sniff and take small sip glasses. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much going on in here. There might be things we haven't even discovered yet, you know. And we still got some left, so we'll be enjoying this in the post show. Mm. Slowly and lovingly. It's um, you know, at at 7, what was it? 7? Um yeah, 8, eight at 8%. Eight, so, <laughs> I was hoping it'd be a little bit lower, but um yeah, we can enjoy it to the so we, we can do our part. So then, I mean, we got the we got the, uh, the caps. We could always cap it. And mm-hmm. Then we'd have to flip a coin to see who gets to keep it, drink the rest of it. <laughs> that was um, that was kind of silly, but I liked it. Mm. Our last beer of the night. Uh, <laughs> is making Jeff laugh like crazy. Okay, so... No, I was drinking the, uh, the rinse water. <coughs> I tried to go down too fast. And... Alright, let's go. This is not from Ohio. This is uh, from the brewery. This, this comes from Carl Strauss, who is uh, gracious enough to uh, send us uh, you know their beers. A lot of their seasonals, yeah. This is Wreck Alley Imperial Stout. Uh, 9.5% alcohol by volume, 100 SRM, 50 IBUs, limited release in uh, kegs and 22-ounce bottles. 
and it has to do with uh, something called Wreck Alley, which is a dark and mysterious seascape of forgotten ships. There's a capsized ship on the label. It's brewed with uh, darkly kiln malts, cocoa nibs, and Ethiopian coffee beans. Ooh. <laughs> and I thought it was just your boring old imperial stout. It is with... a coffee stout. Boring. How can an imperial... I mean, I don't I don't know many boring old imperial stouts. No, that's what I... There was some sarcasm in my... I see. There. My sarcasm meter has been... Today has been, today, <laughs> today has been a bad day for my sarcasm it's meter. It's been fouled. I, I've, I've misinterpreted sarcasm a couple times today already. So, I you know, forgive me. For, for my discretions. So it's a coffee cocoa stout, but the first thing I smell is peppers. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Chipotle? That's what I smell. Yeah, yeah, the first thing I smell is peppers. It's like the only thing I smell. It smells like a pepper stout. <laughs> they put the wrong beer in the bottle. Hmm. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm smelling jalapenos, maybe chipotles, maybe mm-hmm. not. I'm not sure. Uh, Poblanos, you know, I'm smelling peppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly a, a roasty. Um, there might be a little bit of green jalapeno in there, but it's mostly a, a chipotle or adobo sauce or you know something along those lines. Something more smoky, more hmm. meaty. Let's take a sip, see if it's hot at all or if it's coffee. There's a little spice to it, isn't there? Well, you know what I'm tasting is I'm tasting kind of a roasted poblano without the spiciness. I don't, I don't I'm not picking up spiciness so much, but I'm tasting a a flavor oh, reminiscent. Okay, yeah, I mean maybe that's just maybe I was expecting it to get hot because it tasted so much like a pepper. Yeah, but no, it really didn't get. No, I mean once carbonation got off your tongue, it wasn't prickly yeah. or. Now l- l- let me clarify this by saying that. Roasted pepper is one of my absolute favorite flavors. I love the flavors of roasted peppers. And that's here. Mm-hmm. And there's no spice to go, you know, to hurt you with it. You just get the flavor. And it's pretty friggin' spectacular. At least that first sip was. And the coffee comes out pretty clearly in the second sip. You can taste, you know, oh yeah, it's a coffee stout. It's, um... Get this dry flavor, but you get the. How do I put that? I'm starting to develop a, a coffee, uh, coffee vocabulary because I've been drinking a fair amount mm-hmm. of it. Let me see if I can. So I have two things to bring up here. Now, first of all, there's a place near me. It's a sort of Mexican restaurant or Mexican uh, wholesaler, you know, shop type thing. But outside, they make you know traditional Mexican tacos, mm-hmm. and it's it's great to go there and get some. And you know, I would typically go there and get you know beef or chicken. But they have a mix uh, like cheese, potato, and roasted poblano. And I tried oh. that, and I start I love it. <laughs> so good. And and so the flavor of poblano I'm getting is the same. And so I'm like. I'm kind of Jones for that sometimes. Right, right. So yeah, we haven't was... talked, we haven't said mole yet because it has a cocoa nibs. You know, it's a very mole. Type yeah, thing yeah. There's that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was was the coffee. Uh, my sister <laughs> knows a place in Rhode Island, relatively near her, where she can go and get the coffee that is eaten by some sort oh, of leaner. Co- Kopi Luwak. Yeah, it's a like hundred dollars a pound or something like yeah that. it's 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 like twenty dollar cup of coffee but mm-hmm. she wants to go get it and so I'm like you know when i'm there we better go down there and do that because yeah, it's, it's a have civet some. it's it's more like a ferret or something okay like that. Right. so it's a civet and uh yeah, if you haven't heard uh uh three floyds actually made a beer with kopi Luwak in it but it's the the palm civet eats the coffee beans and passes it through its digestive tract and people go out and find the civet droppings and pick the coffee beans out of it, and they roast those coffee beans. They ferment and roast those coffee beans. And it's called Kopi Luwak. 
Apparently, and, it's like amazing. Well, right? it's the most expensive coffee. I mean, coffee because I mean the labor to yeah. harvest it, pretty intense. Is much so beyond. It's kind of like saffron in the sense that saffron is you know it's flavorful and all this stuff. But would it be this? Would it be the same uniqueness if it were easier to get? Mm-hmm. Mm, probably not. But yeah. it's not so easy to get. If you try it, it'd be cool to know. I mean, yeah, you know, I'd probably pay twenty dollars for a cup of coffee. I mean, that's that's better than twenty dollars for a one ounce um, shot of Utopias. I mean, it's yes, it is. Yes, you could get six ounces of coffee. And I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to jump over the moon over it. But there's something to be said for doing the experience mm-hmm. and. No, it's not going to hurt you. The fact that it's shat out of some creature that's it's still brewed, and, you know, and it's, it's cleaned roast, and roasted, it's cleaned and brewed, and roasted, which would kill anything. Yeah, and then it's brewed at two hundred degrees. Which it's kind of like that Doctor Chad spit beer. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, there's spit and stuff involved, but it goes through a boil sixty minutes. You'll, you're fine. <laughs> There's a lot worse stuff you're getting in your cereal than you are mm-hmm. in that beer. We'll talk about coffee a little bit in the post show. I've uh, I got a a new coffee brewer here called an AeroPress, and well, we talked about that. Uh, did we talk about? Yes, that? we did. Oh, okay. We discussed your amazing. I've been some doing more experiments about. I I can't get my coffee made at home that tastes as good as coffee made at work. The only variable is the spring water at work versus the spring water that I got here, and like can make that much difference. But well, okay, it, we'll talk about this in the post show, but it might. I think um, it can. The uh, I'm still getting that poblano flavor, mm-hmm. and and personally, I love it. Uh, I really like the beer, but trying to describe the coffee flavor, I'm gonna have to fall back to it. Tastes kind of like that. I hate to say it, because I know Carl Strauss is listening, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, it kind of has that, I can't describe it any other way of that that stalish coffee used in beer type flavor. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not it's not the wow part of this beer. The other parts of the beer are the wow part of this beer. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. It's kind of a work coffee, kind of, you know, the, the flavor of the coffee there is kind of... It, it it's not sticking out as much, but the poblano makes up for it in my mind. Yeah, yeah, uh, the pepperiness, which is unaccounted for. The label doesn't tell us yeah. why we're getting that poblano poblano flavor. The the cocoa nibs are in there playing a role. It makes it taste like a mole. Uh, but yeah, the coffee part, it's kind of like, eh, it's like other. I mean, it, 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 so it might gr- be part and parcel of why we're getting this flavor. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you leave, if left it out, it, it might. Totally change the flavor, but but you know, as it is, just if you isolate the coffee flavor Which itself, you can identify as the coffee flavor. It, it's kind of you know, you know, I I could leave it behind. I agree with you there, uh, but but still, it's 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 pretty freaking unique. I I really do appreciate what's going on here, uh, and I am going to have a very hard time ranking. Yeah, yeah. The um, we had four very good beers for the show. We tonight. did. We had four I, beers that, that all have you know their you know interesting strengths, uh, and and to a certain extent interesting weaknesses, mm-hmm. and um, very very good beers. All beers I'd recommend. How the heck am I going to rank these? Well, you know, like I start by eliminating right. Hard luck loser for me is rabbit rabbit. Um, Okay. Because well, why, okay, let's go. Let's do yours first. Right? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a method of elimination this time. Right. Rabbit, rabbit is the hard luck loser, and it's because its spicing was in your face. You know, it was too potent. It 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 delivered a flavor, but I wanted something more subtle. And the other beers were all much more subtle than rabbit, rabbit. Mm-hmm. The next one I'm going to have to eliminate, and it gets hard here. The top three are all really good. Um, damn. <laughs> I think I'm going to put the Carl Strauss in third. Okay. Uh, I, I really liked it. 
but I like you know I'm gonna have to pick the other ones better. The, the thing I liked about the Carl Strauss was that that peppery flavor, the cocoa nibs, the mole. It it was it's a heck of a drinking stout. Um, you know we had a little bit of a criticism about the coffee, but yeah, a lot. We had the same thing about other coffee beers. It tastes like coffee used in a beer, and when someone uses coffee in a beer and it doesn't taste like that, that's when we give them extra praise. Mm, yes, true, true. Um, so then I'm going to put the um, the make sure I pronounce it right Madrugada <laughs> Obscura Stout from um, the Stout from uh, Jolly Pumpkin. Really dug it. Uh, Flanders mixed with a Belgian stout aged in oak. It it's just really a train wreck of delicious flavors, and um, you know I am I am watching the disaster happen right in my mouth. I loved it. Um, but, you know, the one that really, really nailed it tonight for me was the Saison from Jolly Pumpkin. This, uh, the, the, the Baudelaire beer, Io Saison. Uh, for me, it was so drinkable. It just, it's a, hey, little boy, come in here. And, you know, it just (laughs) pulled me in. It pulled me in and it was subtle. The most subtle flower beer that I've had. And I, I could drink the hell out of that beer. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with you on my number four. Uh, I think Rabbit Rabbit um, unfortunately loses to these top three beers, which are great. But I'm going to, to kind of you throw your rankings in, in, in a tizzy with mine uh, because I'm going to say my number three was the uh, IO, the EO. I. There were still some things about it that just weren't quite hitting me in the right way. I, I don't know. I, I, it was it was fantastic. It, the other beers just just you know hit me better. It was only fantastic. It was only it was it was only fantastic. It it, it was up against. It, it's a great beer. Drink all of these. Don't, you know when we have a show where the number three beer was. Only fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> it's that second rule of craft beer radio. <laughs> now the 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 the, the obscura made me laugh at how audacious it was, uh, and um, I, I can't do anything but love it. At, at the same time, my jonesing for Pablano makes the the Rec Alley number one for me, just because I taste that and I just taste. Kind of, I, I feel fulfilled. <laughs> I feel like, yes, there we go. I don't know how they did it without putting any poblano in the beer. I mean, even though the coffee to me is, like you said, it, and I totally agree with you, almost extraneous. Mm-hmm. Almost just, you know, like like, like it, it, it feels like it, it, it almost doesn't belong. But somehow, the whole thing gives me this just, it, it just feeds sort of a deep need I have. And this and this is just me. I mean, and so I you know, I'm kind of want to clarify this by saying, you know, if you're not as super huge a fan of Poblano and that smoke flavor as I am, then this might not necessarily be as high in the ranking for you as it is for me. But for me it's just like it, it it's over mm-hmm. the moon. It's wonderful. It's curious. I'm not sure I'm not hardly an expert in kinds of coffee. But one of my favorite kinds of coffee is the Ethiopian Harar mm-hmm. blend. Has at least the one from Commonplace has this blueberry flavor to it. And, it, it, you know, I couldn't pull any of my, oh, an Ethiopian might taste like Harar, so let's look for that in the beer. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't get that anyway. Like you said, it tastes like a work coffee. It's just, a, you know, an average house blend, brewed. Folgers crystals type, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the beer was still good. Besides, yes, especially with the peppery flavor, which, Ooh. like we said, was unaccounted for because we don't know why we tasted it. <laughs> How the heck it happened, I don't know, but it did. It, it, man, man, that's good for me. All right, thanks for listening to Crafty Radio. Tune into the post show. I'm sure we have all kinds of awesome, amazing, <laughs> super duper things to talk about. I can't even remember what we were supposed to talk about. We'll figure out new, awesomer things to talk about. Okay, good. 
Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get along.